0: Okay, surprise, surprise, the combo in business for Thursday, February 16th, 2023, Norm, along with the Mike, the Maple Leafs coming off a 5-2 win over the Blackhawks at Scotiabank Arena, easy peasy, now the hard part leading up to the trade deadline, basically two weeks from Friday, what are the Maple Leafs going to do, and does it really matter, whatever they do, will it be enough to put this team into a position where it legitimately has a chance to finally win a Stanley Cup, Michael? Good evening. What say you, sir? Uh, good evening, Norm.
1: Uh, well, let's let's start with the the game yesterday, and then we can mm. move forward to the to the rumors. Because um, you have to give the Leafs credit that they didn't not show up uh, against uh, a team, a bottom dweller, because they've done that. You know, like if you want a differentiation between Tampa Bay and Boston right. and the Leafs. Then I think before last night, and last night the Lightning lost one nothing in a shootout to Arizona with Connor Ingram making like forty, you know, four billion saves. Yeah. Tampa Bay, I believe, was twelve zero and one, so now twelve zero and two against bottom five teams. Okay. And the, and the and the Leafs, um, they've beaten Chicago. They've beaten. Uh I believe they beat San Jose in Toronto. They've got like two or three victories. I mean, they've it's easier to count the losses. They've lost to Montreal twice. They've lost to Arizona to, uh, twice. Right. They've lost to Columbus. They've lost to San Jose. They've lost to Anaheim. And you know, the the points pile up. And yep. Boston and Tampa have beaten the teams that they need to beat and the Leafs are not, you know, when they need to beat bottom 5 teams to pile up the points. They're not doing it. So last night they did. Mm -hmm. But if you watch that game, anybody who watched that game, notice how a disinterested Chicago was and how friggin' bad Peter Morazic is. I called him the tank engine. That's his nickname because he propels a
0: team towards the tank. And he's doing that for Chicago very well. Remarkable. This is the convo. Norm along with Mike. Believe what you're seeing. It's Thursday. And. The, the reason we are together a few days before our traditional um, time to convene and look back on the week and get set is because, hey, we're two weeks out from the trade deadline. Things are buzzing right now. And uh, Mike and I certainly want to be a part of it. I know you guys do too. Thanks for uh, derailing your evenings to join us. It, it means a lot. Peter Morazic, Will always be connected to Kyle Dubas. You know, the thing with Kyle is he's made some great moves. He's done well, and no general manager goes, you know, bats a thousand. You're going to have some duds. um, You're going to have some studs, as they say. It's it's just interesting, a guy like that just getting peppered 40-plus shots by the Maple Leafs, but this was a player the Maple Leafs figured might be a good backstop for them, right? Well, because They were able to cut ties with them and, and move on and uh, mitigate any f- further disaster, and that's Chicago's problem right now. Well, uh, so ironic, ironic.
1: Somebody put it out there on on Twitter last night, and it was like, my God, Kyle Dubas gave this guy a three year contract. And I'm like, you know, like basically a statement on how bad uh, Dubis's judgment was. And I says, okay. um, He got rid of this guy making $3.8 million this year and next year. And all he had to do was move down. I think it was 12 spots. Mm-hmm. And so they moved out of the bottom of the first round to the top of the second round. And they got rid of Morazic. Now, Obviously, the motivation for Chicago was they want Connor Bedard, and they know that Mrazek and how bad he is would That's be true. a I'm but. Weird. But that the Leafs can't be con, you know, concerned with that. Dubis found a very painless way of getting rid of the guy. Now, you know, based on what he had done before he was with Toronto, it seemed like a good bet, but it turned out not to be. And uh, you know, not, but they've moved on from that. You know, we've got they've you know they've got Matt Murray, they've got right. So you know, they got Joseph Wall. So mm. it's sort of been there, done that. David Clarkson, anyone? Mm.
0: <laughs> it happens.
1: Wendell Clarkson, remember that? The 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 oh, first uh, Yeah, right. The Toronto
0: son. I mean, it's just what a what a disrespectful way to um, pay tribute to number 17 to align him with a david clarkson who was pretty fucking awesome uh yeah, for the New jersey devils but again that was him in a situation coming to toronto a pressure cooker and not just because you had the uh the eyes of the hockey world in canada on you constantly but a team that was trying to figure itself out that's just too much pressure when really at the end of the day you were certainly a role player but i digress mm-hmm. uh So, Mike, last night, the the Leafs beat a disinterested uh, Blackhawks team. And that's good because there was still a chance the Leafs could lose to them. So they won that game. Had they played back-to-back, they would have lost. Um, So thankfully, that wasn't uh, part of the schedule. But they will play again in Chicago here in the next couple of days. So Pat Kane's patrolling um, for Chicago. So here's a guy in the twilight of his career. Uh, I covered him for one season with the uh, London Knights man he came on like gangbusters him and Sam Gagne just tore up the OHL and then he went on and um, was a a pivotal component to a Blackhawks team coming out of the cellar and just winning a whole shitload of, of championships so you'd think a guy like that with his pedigree and his understanding and his experience and his accolades would be a would be someone the Leafs might be interested in if they needed a player that contributed like him unfortunately f- well fortunately for the Leafs unfortunately for Pat Kane the Leafs don't need another guy to with speed and who can put the puck in the net
1: well so, okay l- l- let's dissect this because okay first okay. of all the rumor started um on Tuesday when Carlo Koliakovo TSN uh, 1050 uh said that he had heard that the list of teams that Patrick Kane wanted to go to was New York and Toronto. Now, New York was out of it because they traded for Tarasenko last week. Right. So they they were out of it, and one of the reasons reportedly that they went for Tarasenko is one his relationship with Panarin, which we you know Kane had the same type of relationship. They played in Chicago Mm -hmm. together, but Kane is a ten and a half million dollar cap hit. Uh, divide that up by two. That's a five and a quarter. Whereas uh, Tarasenko seven and a half, it was 3.75 easier Mm -hmm. to fit under the cap. Okay. The other factor is there was a lot of speculation and his production is down. Canes, I believe he has around 35 points that he has some lingering issue injury wise, either hip or knee or whatever. He's clearly not the, the same guy who scored 92 points last year. It's injury related, not, you know, um, the fact that he's dropping off, um, but with a ten and a half million dollar cap hit, and the fact that he's not hundred percent, the fact that you would have to probably first get Chicago to retain fifty percent. Second of all, uh, probably trade him through a third team to get his salary down where the Leafs uh, or an interested team could fit the deal under uh, in their in the in the cap. And you're not getting Patrick Kane. You're not getting the Patrick Kane that we know. The Patrick Kane that won three Stanley Cups. The Patrick Kane that scored 92 points last year. What would what would he do though? Well, that's that's the whole. I mean, okay. A lot of people believe the Leafs are looking for a top six forward to play on that second line. Um, I believe that. I mean, a lot of people are believing that that they're going after Timo Meyer. That they're going after Kane. I have been of the opinion and I've stated this numerous times over the last couple of weeks that I believe the target for the Leafs would be Ryan O'Reilly and the number of the bottom
0: six, right?
1: Well, Ryan O'Reilly could play second line, could play third line. I mean, if, if they trade for Ryan O'Reilly, you know, it allows them to play him at center and on the third line and, or, and move David camp down to the fourth line or play, uh, move Tavares to the wing. I mean, you have a number of f- options, but he fits what this team needs. Right. Somebody with playoff experience, somebody with, you know, won a Con Smythe trophy. He's not over the hill. Um, I think he would contribute. He's a great faceoff guy, Good, really good penalty killer. He's not having a good year with St. Louis, but that doesn't really matter. It would be a fresh start. Mm-hmm. Kane doesn't, Kane, Kane, first of all, Patrick Kane wouldn't, ma- wouldn't, uh, you know, the, the, the Leafs' first power play, where is he going to play? He's not going to replace anybody on that power play. He's not going to replace Nealander, Marner, Matthews, Tavares. You're not going to go with five forwards. So you're, you're losing out on him being a power play guy. And, again, you'd have to trade significant assets to get down to – the amount the amount where it would take to fit him under the cap so i you know i'm not disputing what carlo reported i'm disputing the fact that the leafs that it makes sense that he fits with what the leafs are looking for
0: so Kane, a trade for Kane today uh would remind me of the kind of trade a previous leafs regime may want to make for some splash something for the aesthetic a guy who who's uh, whose better days have come and gone not necessarily complete like you say over the hill but not- he, he would be a, a you know a big name to come to toronto and help authenticate the process you know for for as much as you know, there's so much that is left to be desired still based on this team not getting over the the first round hump we are still in a, we're, we're very much, um, we've, the, the the build is matured to a point where we know where the, where we, we believe we know where the deficiencies lie and the mm-hmm. the team can score like hell and with Austin Matthews coming back and even scoring like in his return, it's amazing to see and I, that's really not, the, that's not the, that shouldn't be the focal point. It should be the back end of the forwards who are going to play with grit, who are going to play with power, going to play with determination, who are going to help mitigate you know, uh, a, an offensive challenge coming back the other way, especially when this team has a lead. And then, you know, you may want a little bit of help on defense if you can get it, uh, not necessarily for a song, but it's, it's the right move. It's just to, you know, add a guy like Pat Kane. Wow. You know, whoo, He's a three time Stanley cup champion. This, uh, you know, four, 1200 points in his career. Why? Right. But again, there's still to, to leading up to the trade deadline and, you know, um, uh, people are looking for clicks and people are looking for attention. They're going to, uh, bring his name up and i thought you know for the sake of the fact that he's from the queen city or whatever the hell buffalo calls itself and and you mike are are buffalo's finest so i I figured you know there's a there's he's a brethren a civic brethren so you know that's why we wanted to talk about pax well but he doesn't necessarily make sense a ryan o'reilly would uh, does make sense, and I'm keeping my fingers crossed. A guy like him, maybe another uh, another piece, and a, uh, some some help on the defense, and then just roll the dice and and go for it, Mike. Yeah, I mean, I think the motiv- main
1: motivation for Kane would be uh, the fact that uh, you know he he works in the offseason with Austin Matthews. Him and Austin Matthews have the same skills coach, both Americans. Uh, I know that you know they have a they have they have a friendship and. Yeah, I mean, it would be cool. It would be cool if if he was if he was Patrick Kane. But right now he's not Patrick Kane. He looks like eighty percent of Patrick Kane. I and mean, honestly, of I follow, I watched him last night very closely, and only two times during that game was did he look like Patrick Kane. Did he look dangerous? The rest of the time he seemed to be sort of coasting out there and maybe he's just trying to keep himself health, healthy healthy right. for a potential trade i mean i've heard dallas edmonton boston a few other teams interested in right you. you know good i mean i i don't think and i was telling you before i've got a list i've got a target list of maybe nine or ten players that i believe the leafs um will acquire one or two of that target list he right. is not on that target list yeah. Timo Meyer is not on the target list now. They they would love to get Timo Meyer. I just don't believe they are prepared to pay the hefty price that everybody's saying will take to get Timo Meyer away from San Jose. You know, the, the, New Jersey is talking about Timo Meyer, and they're talking mm-hmm. about Alexander Holtz, who was a top ten pick, uh, a first round pick, right. and another player. Okay, you compare that to what the Leafs are offering. That would be Matthew Nye's a first-round pick, and Rasmus Sandin. Mm-hmm. They're not doing that. They're mm-hmm. not. So I don't think they're in on Timo Meyer, and I don't think they're in on Patrick
0: Kane. But they might be in on a guy like
1: Ryan O'Reilly.
0: So Timo Meyer, uh, Patrick Kane, you're strengthening a position of strength right now, and that's just not good. Good management, really. Just redund redundancy. Everyone needs redundancy in the in the playoffs. But the Leafs have scoring in spades. It's where's the right where are the where are the the Michael Bunting type players who are going to play um in in the bottom six and and be there in the trenches to help get this team where it needs to go. And obviously having another body um to help offset uh, injury or attrition or you know just a, a day or two here from the the, the core defensemen. Um, I mean that that makes a little bit more sense too I mean this team is not in a spot where it it you know it needs to bring in some uh, has been um with with pedigree to help lift it it needs support players um and uh, that's the challenge between now and the trade deadline on what Friday March 3rd mm-hmm. or Mr. Kyle Dubas wanted to get into some of the comments. Uh, lots of people in the chat, and I, I really appreciate it. WTF guys, uh, Michael, Matthew, what are you on a boat right now? What are you drinking? Kavossier? I ah, don't sure where the hell you he's are. On a boat. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's, he's, he's on a boat. Uh, where else do we have here? Uh, there's Matthew again. Forget Kane. We need toughness for, for sure. Um, Vespis or Vepsis. Absolutely. We don't need another highly skilled forward. We need physical winger who goes in front of the net like Bertuzzi or Barbashev. Mike.
1: Okay. Here, here, here is here is my list. Uh, starting with defense. Um, I don't believe because the prices sound to be ridiculous in terms mm-hmm. of Vladislav Gavrikov. Uh, I don't believe the Leafs are are in on Shikrun. Uh, Gavrikov apparently the the line uh, Kekaline and the uh, Columbus general manager wants at least a first round pick, and uh, they've allowed the agent to talk to teams. But the problem is the report from Kelly Rudy last weekend is that Gavrikov will not sign an extension with a Canadian team. So if he's a rental and they're paying a first round pick, Kyle Dubas has already said they're not doing it. So Gavrikov. I mean he's a don't get me wrong he's a good defenseman. I would like to ha- I would like to add him. I think he would be a, he would help in terms of physicality on the blue line, but I think you can get that you know right now um I think the, the main three or four guys defensively would be Scott Mayfield from the Islanders if the Islanders decide they're going to uh shed a player or two, and they don't think they have a chance to make the playoffs. That's on that's, I mean, that that might go almost to the end of the, the before the deadline. Okay. Uh, Luke Shen, who I makes a total amount of sense. Uh, uh, he, he he uh doesn't make a lot doesn't make a lot of money, and he's a he's a he's a rental. Uh, I don't believe I'll put him on the list, but I don't believe the Leafs are going to trade for Jake McCabe unless. Um, you know, because it would cost a first round pick to retain half the salary. I don't really think they want them. You know, there's been names out there like Tyler Myers. I mean, Tyler Myers has got another year at six million dollars, so I would say that's not happening. But I think like Mayfield and Shen are two of the guys because they're not making a ton of money. Um, if, if it's a left shot defenseman. You know, maybe they maybe they go after McCabe if if Chicago retains salary, but I, I I don't think so. Now forward wise, yeah. Um, Ivan Barbashev is uh, if if they don't get O'Reilly, Barbashev from the Blues is somebody that they might go after. Um, Oscar Sundquist from Detroit. Um. I do believe you know, I, I I do believe the big name would be O'Reilly and I think they would go after him if 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 St. Louis is intending to to move him if they if they're looking for fourth line physicality and Austin Watson from mm-hmm. Ottawa uh, Maxine Comtois Comtois more of a third line guy with Anaheim so you get the you know all of these guys every one of them that I, that I mentioned are 6'1 6'2 over 200 pounds and play physical Right. That's what this team needs. Uh, Terry Three G says Lafferty from Chicago played 17 minutes last night with uh, with the Hawks. He's under a contract for another year at a million one. The problem is is that Chicago right now. Everything with Chicago is overpriced. I think Kyle Davidson is going to get a, a really good lesson from NHL general managers. I think they're all going to let them rot until the last 24 to 48 hours. And right. then they'll, they'll they'll them because they're desperate to move players and they want to finish, you know, they, they want to finish as low in the standings as possible, but they're asking for ridiculous prices for some of these players. And right. I think, the, it'll be a waiting game for a lot of these
0: teams. Interesting, Austin Watson. Like I was right there covering him um, w- with the Windsor Spitfires, and uh, then obviously the London Knights. And uh, he's a first round pick, and the guy's just a complete grinder. <laughs> yeah, That's but the he,
1: main, comp- he can he can penalty kill.
0: But if 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 a guy like that goes in with speed and energy and size and just starts terrorizing dudes, and and obviously he's in a position now, 500 games into his NHL career, hell, like this is this would be a meaningful run for him. It's not again. It's not just hop over the boards and go go play your system. It's somebody with a a fucking brain in his head and a a, a beating heart in his chest, right? I mean, Uh, let's. Bring bring people in here with 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 a sense of purpose who know what their role is, right? You're not to come in and go, well, hey, you know, we are a forty goal scorer. You're an offensive guy, but we got a ton of that. So just kind of tr- come in and try to just be around. We need somebody who where they may not have felt like they were contributing as much based on the a team kind of on the descent, uh, but to come into a situation that needs that injection of of um um you know, of excitement, that injection of heart and dynamic, and to come in and take somebody, elevate someone, that's what I'm seeing. And then make make the bottom six, Mike, sorry to interrupt, make the bottom six really important. Make that eighth defenseman, that somebody who's going to come in and offset, and offspell some of the, you know, the extra time, make that guy feel really super important to make them believe that they are the reason why this team has a shot, right? Not just bringing another star who's going to try to find a place for it. So, let
1: me let me answer Mike V in the in the chat because where are we here? Mike v, uh, he said, he said uh, Bunting isn't grit, he's
0: just okay. a yappy little brat. Okay. Right now on this team what does this have to, like again, Michael Bunting's the kind of guy you want on this team. Yeah, right now Michael
1: Bunting is the only one who who's putting a ton of a ton of Mike. effort into, into winning battles on the boards. I mean, honestly, it's like I mean, okay, he draws penalties, he's got that Darcy Tucker type of you know personality?
0: have to do with what we're talking about anyway though is he right definitely-
1: well I mean, yeah i know that's what i'm saying it's like i mean it's bad that he has to be the one you know he has to be the one to go and uh, fight the battles and and back up austin matthews uh in situations where they really have only one guy right now wayne simmons because muzzin is hurt muzzin if he was in the lineup would would step in but wayne wayne simmons can't do it anymore well,
0: useless mike and you know that all he can do is come in for his nine minutes like, right. talking, like, again, nobody needs a fight. What you need is you don't need a physical, like a, a literal fight. You need fight. Yeah. Like you need somebody with fight who plays with fight. And, and that's, that's, I'm telling you, you don't, don't address that. Forget about this team going anywhere. And everybody knows and, it.
1: And the other name he mentioned is Nick Bukestead, who's a six foot six. He's another Pierre Engvall. He is not a tough player. He's a scorer, but he's but he's just right. he's not what this team is looking for. I mean, they, honestly, I think they need to add two or three players before the deadline, and they all have to be physical. They all have to on defense or in the say middle six. Uh, you know, if you if you add O'Reilly, I mean, O'Reilly is just a grinder. He's not yeah. really a, like a
0: massive like retaliatory guy. Eleven, Mike. My- Friedman said the leaves have soured on Riley horse crap why would why? I mean, first of all I
1: I you know I have not heard Elliot Friedman say that uh first of all to, let's look okay let's let's say that what you are saying that Elliot said is true Riley's got a no move clause and he's not going anywhere so shut up it's not happening I mean this is a funny thing everybody all of a sudden you know Morgan Riley, uh, is you know, everybody was, oh my God, he took less to stay. you know he got the he gave, they gave him the eight year deal. He, you know and now he gets injured, he comes back, he struggles for a couple weeks and now all of a sudden he's Larry Murphy and he sucks. I, I, I really it's honestly, It's just so dumb. He is a good defenseman. He you know, he took less to stay. Um, he eats minutes. He's playing 24, 25, 26 minutes a night. They play him with Brody. That's one of the, I think one of the better pairings in the league, please just, yeah. Vepsis. Thank you very much. You speak up <laughs> the truth. And G Justin Hall after going minus three against Columbus sits and who is the best defenseman last night, Connor Timmons play him sit hall. Thank you very
0: much. Good night. Now. Good night now. We'll probably say good night here in the next couple of minutes. But OG's Converse, we're certainly having fun. Like the content. Subscribe to the channel. We Do we need subscribers? Like, is my life depending on it? Is Mike's life depending on it? No. But you, you guys believe in what we're doing. We've been around for so long. I mean, we're 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 old hat, right? I think this is going on three, three four years now. Um, but uh, let your friends know what we're doing. If you're listening on podcast, thank you very much for doing so. It's a bit of a kind of a re-broad. Um, So thanks for uh, being here. Uh, we are on uh, YouTube, so YouTube slash Leaves Combo. Uh, you can see our beautiful faces. And uh, Mike, if if <laughs> had we been on, uh, had we done video uh, of our um, our interactions going back to 2009. And be, having been Leaf fans who've lamented and been so disappointed uh, so often over and over again, you'd see the rapid deterioration of, uh, you know, our our complexions and our appearance. Or that may just be um, us. It's the, an optical uh, illusion, Norm. A couple of old guys, Stadler Stadler, and Waldorf. I saw a comment here. Where was it? Terry, Terry G, need more Corson-Tucker combos from the Burns era, we, you know, again, a bunch of boomers, um, you know, sorry, you know, we're not just overtaken by the bias of, of recency. But those two kinds of guys on a team like this, fuck, they would raise hell and this team would be nasty. But those kinds of guys, if that's what I'm saying. Where are those guys, right? Where are those guys? Somebody's got to be out there who wants to play that role for a team who desperately needs it.
1: I know it's I know it's a dream, but can you can you imagine? Can you imagine on a line with Mitch Marner and Tavares, Wendell Clark oh, in his in his prime, Marner setting up Wendell Clark for that wrist shot, which is as good as Austin Matthews is. So I mean that you know, uh, uh, skinny in the chat, Gary Roberts, boy, huh? this
0: team could this team use. If he gear? wasn't born after 1995, Mike, he didn't matter. Yeah. All right. Come on, come on now. And obviously wouldn't it be wonderful to, you know, to bump uh, Austin Matthews to second line center and have the big Swede 13 uh, 13 up there? Uh, and- I will I'll, I'll pass.
1: I'll pass on that one.
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, geez, converts. Uh the clock is ticking. I think we are in um I don't know if it's unanimous, but the the general consensus is Ryan O'Reilly would look great in a Maple Leaf uniform between now and the end of the deadline, uh, which leads me to this question. Do, does Kyle Dubas want to get his work done before the deadline or, um, you know, does he want to do something to to make a splash in, in at the 11th hour um, and and get all the, the deadline broadcasters going wild uh, as the clock ticks down, him making a, you know, a, a parachute Hail Mary move to you know, to get the masses in a frenzy. Last word to you.
1: Um, I think that it's not, he, it's not that Kyle Dubas wants to make a big splash on Thursday or Friday morning.
0: Would he rather get it done earlier? Mike? I don't think, I don't,
1: I don't think he can because of the cap situation. I think they're accruing cap space. You know, they waived Wayne Simmons uh, earlier in the week. You know, he'll get sent down on paper to open up that $900,000. I think they're accruing cap space every day and that they're basically going to have to wait until the final week before they make their move. So
0: I think he'd like to make his move early, but I don't think he can make his move early. Mm-hmm. Uh, the I guess the, the, the only thing is um, another team could beat him to the punch. Sure, sure. But, I mean, thing is... You know, he
1: could be in contact with Doug Armstrong in St. Louis right now and say, okay, uh, I want Ryan O'Reilly. They agree on a deal. And it says, okay, well, we have to wait another week for our cap situation. I mean, that may be, you know, because all they can do is retain 50% and that'll get his number down. You know, maybe they trade him through a third team, but I think that they're limited in terms of, you know, they have to wait until they have enough cap space.
0: Riley has a no trade clause, no well, move clause, a no, no move clause. Right. Well, again, I, you know, it's 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 not like they just text them and say, pack your fucking bags. I mean, certainly, as somebody who, yeah. you know, uh, who uh, has importance, um, is, you know, has been integral to a, an organization, is going to have the benefit of a of a phone call and a and a, and a discussion. Michael Matthew from his boat in Bermuda, or Bahamas, or wherever. Uh, yep. Murray on LTIR already <laughs> God no bless the leaf
1: <laughs> no he's not on LTIR he's on he's no, IR. he
0: wants him to go to LTIR
1: he's on IR and but and he's not done for the year so putting him in LTIR makes no sense
0: he's not he's going to he's I probably he a week get, move him out clear some space and yeah. no we'll see
1: no we'll
0: uh, see. O'Re- O'Reilly's wife is from Toronto by the way I mean I what 60 percent he's,
1: he's from clinton ontario which i don't know where it is somebody had to tell me where clinton ontario.
0: well yeah but clinton is north of of london and ryan o'reilly you know i mean we used to say it was from varna and all the you know the two farmers in clinton would you know use the rotary phones to call into the television station and complain that you know they wanted ownership over ryan o'reilly's um you know, whereabouts and and, uh, his origins, right? So uh, Clinton, it was Clinton versus Varna back in those days. And, you know, obviously um, uh, him playing for the Erie Otters being a kind of a a big deal on a team that uh, would eventually have a certain Connor McDavid, which Mm. uh, is pretty interesting. So he'd be kind of came a bit of an afterthought, but it's it's crazy though, Mike, you know, um, just in my own fandom watching this team, right? As you get older, your perception of the game changes. The guy, you know, the guys don't seem, you know, they're that they, you don't look up to them anymore, right? Because you're older, you know, we looking up to a 25 year old. It's just you've got this kind of relationship with these players now. Whereas when you were younger, you'd look up to them; they were heroic to you. And that's where a lot of fans' heads are at when they, you know, when we shit on players, it's hard for them to 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 take it because. These are their heroes, right? And, you know, seeing guys like uh, Ryan O'Reilly and Pat Kane um, go from the dudes that we used to interview down at Budweiser Gardens uh, when they would roll through and be with no entourage to guys who've been acclaimed and won cups and now are uh, entering the twilights of their careers. Um, you know, time time goes on, man. And I don't know about you OGs and converts where your head is at and how your relationship is evolving with the team. But, you know, we're, we're all kind of at different stages. I just, for for me... You know, I uh, I wish I could get back some of that sense of wonder, right? And and that opt the deep optimism and the excitement of every damn goal. Um, I just I'm just not there. I'm looking for something else. I'm looking for something more substantial, something that I can really sink my teeth into. And um, you know, that's why we do this show. It's kind of it's kind of a therapeutic process to kind of hash it out on a daily and weekly basis to help us get through to where we need to be Mike uh, the, the Habs on Saturday it's at Scotiabank Arena I can't think uh, Montreal is just going to lay down its collective sword and just say take us down I mean the, te- the you know that's a team that can beat you too right they did the last time they hooked up with the Leafs so that's going to be a, a tough two points for the Leafs to get uh, and then back into Chicago the night after we know how the Leafs play the second of back-to-backs so
1: well, we know we know that uh, I mean Montreal beat the, the Leafs on opening night, and then they beat them in overtime. Uh, I think it was in December. Um, the Leafs can't go sleeping on the on the Canadians. It's going to be their Stanley Cup because they have nothing else to play for. But they always play up. You know, no matter how good the Leafs are or how bad the Leafs are, Montreal, Toronto, both teams get excited right. for that game. So you know, Toronto is going to have to step it up. Um, Samsonov likely plays that game and then joseph wall if murray is not back will play in chicago that's the blackhawks um and then three third game in four nights next tuesday in buffalo um we and we know that is always a house of horrors for the Leafs. so yeah it's going to be a tough little stretch
0: i don't like wall in chicago though you know we we saw what happened to him um the uh, second of back-to-back leafs versus uh blue jackets and that's just me being um, down on a team that deserves it, right? Because it should be putting away these these teams that are basically an afterthought. So uh, nothing but uh, good wishes and, and best of luck to Joseph Wall in that circumstance. Um, the Leafs just got to keep pushing along earning points, building momentum uh, leading up to the trade deadline. And for my money, I think it's going to be Ryan O'Reilly because he he checks the boxes, Mike, and uh, maybe a couple of other um, moves that may not make a splash per se, but, uh, you know, will help this team generate some real momentum that will create the big waves as it heads into the playoffs. Michael, thanks for doing this on a Thursday night. OG's Converse, thank you so much for being here. Uh, Don't you worry, uh, Mr. A and myself will return in a few days' time for the Sunday Spectacular. In the meantime, enjoy your evenings. For Mike, I'm Norm. We're out.